Hey there, thanks for showing up. So today we are going to hear from Ingrid, where, who will be sharing a powerful journey that she has had out in nature from her experience as an outdoor facilitator and as an adventurous young kid. So, hi Ingrid. Hello. <laughs> what, we were, what I would love for you to introduce is your body and your soul. So can you introduce your body by letting us know how old you are and at what stage of life you feel like you're in? I'm 29. I feel like um, the stage of life I'm in is quite reflective of, of being about to leave my 20s. Mm. I feel like I'm about to leave behind my really outgoing, partying sort of person and I'm finding just so much happiness and joy in, um, I guess, the simple things in life. Um, yeah, and old people things like gardening and <laughs> going to bed early and sitting on the couch and sitting in the hammock reading. Yeah. Um, so you can yeah. feel yourself shifting from that kind of cliche 20 year old, like woo party mm -hmm. to now just really enjoying being more with yourself and the simple things. Totally. Or yep. the thirties. Hello. Hello, <laughs> 30. Um, and then if you could introduce your soul to me, so what kind of lights you up? What makes you feel alive at the moment? Um, I think what has always made me feel alive and is still relevant is mm. being outside, mm. being in the sunshine, throwing my body around in multiple different physical activities, whether mm. that's in the ocean or um, kicking a footy around or riding a bike somewhere. Okay. Um, just outdoor pursuits where I can I get that sort of feeling of satisfaction and exhaustion at the end of it. Okay. So really just like participating with life in like mm -hmm. a physical kind of fun way. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, I would love for you to share just one of, I'm sure you have many, of a powerful journey that you have had in nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess um, <clears throat> the one that comes to mind is probably the most recent because mm. uh, it's still pretty raw. Um so I got back from a 10-day expedition about five days ago. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just sort of starting to feel like a human being again <laughs> since that. Um, okay. It was incredibly tiring. <clears throat> and it's been an interesting process <clears throat> of integrating back into sort of real life after having gone through it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was an incredibly intense and powerful journey. Um, didn't really, I guess, realize how intense and powerful it was until I came back yeah. and, um, and began that in. process of, uh, of reintegrating and being like, wow, that's over and mm. I'm back and things yeah. are normal again. <laughs> you pop back into your other world. Yeah. Kind of thing. yeah. I would love to break that up into two parts. I would love to hear first about what literally what the journey was so what like the logistical side and then I guess what the journey was for you as far as why it felt like an emotional kind of journey or yeah and mm. why it needed kind of integration when you came back mm. yeah um so I guess the literal journey was um so it was 10 days we spent um about five days hiking yep. around Morton Island um 
hiking and camping and chatting and doing circles and um, figuring out how we all work together as a group. Um, it was with a bunch of nine young women, so they were 15 and 16 mm-hmm. years old, all who um, had some sort of background of trauma mm. um, or, or basically they all had pretty tough pretty tough lives up until that point. What kind of um, like trauma, like was there any more, anything like a reoccurring theme? Yeah, so a big theme with this group. Um, and so on the fifth day, we actually spent most of it being pretty sedentary um, and did a narrative therapy process where they used um, items from nature to, to um, create a story around their lives that mm-hmm. they then shared with the whole group. Um, and the really common theme for this group of girls was just that they'd had parents who didn't show up for them mm. um, in multiple different ways. There were quite a few stories of violence, um, mm. intergenerational violence, um, of neglect, of just their parents not being there for them, not showing them love. Mm. Um, yeah, so that was a just really, the basic really thing that, <laughs> yeah. a, that a parent would be lovely if yeah. they could do. Yeah, yep. Yep. show up, not beat them. You know, just Correct. the general. Okay, yeah, just be there for them. Yeah, just be a parent. Um, yeah, so five days of hiking, and then we um, did about four days of sailing uh, around Morton Island. We did some sailing, but again, the second part of the program was a lot less physically intense mm-hmm. um, and a lot more therapeutically intense. Okay. Um, yeah, so my role was very much just as the adventure guide, so keep everyone physically safe yep. and get everyone from point A to point B. Um, but it's interesting, I guess, even just being in that role and being around people who are having some really intense therapeutic conversations, mm. I think a lot of that is sort of permeates to your own experience as well and mm-hmm. I can sort of witness everything that they were going through yeah um without necessarily being the person who was driving yeah those processes I have so many questions yeah. um number one um so you said that you were the adventure guide like mm-hmm. the adventure lead what other kind of so it was you and there were nine girls yeah what who else was there uh so we had three therapists um psychologists whatever you want to call them yep. I think they they prefer to be called therapists mm-hmm. um there was one volunteer so a girl who's on a sort of gap year program yep. who's just learning about nature and therapy um and then halfway through the program two other sort of adventure guides came in to help skipper the sailing boats yeah okay yeah so you had like there was quite a large team for the amount of girls. Huge that you team, had. Yeah. 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 And had you had you done this program before? Not this one specifically, no. So okay. I supported um, this the, uh, the the sort of people running this with one of their prep camps about a couple of years ago. Yeah. And then I'd done logistics for one of their young men's programs, okay. and I'd worked with one of the um, therapists on a women's program as okay. well. So it's sort of had little little connections with a few people on the program. So you were like um, easing yourself into yeah, it before you were kind yeah. of like taking more of a lead role. Yeah, definitely. And the seed was definitely planted a couple of years ago when I did that prep camp and sort of saw, even from two days, what sort of amazing things mm. were and processes were happening. With them. And so, I mean, 10 days is quite a while to have kids. I mean, especially in today's society where a camp, it's lucky if it's like a weekend kind mm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, how many of like, how many 10 day camps had you done before? Were you used to that kind of? Um, yeah. So 
Well, probably about three years ago, that was my full-time job Mm -hmm. was to do generally nine day programs would have been the average. So I've done quite a few, I would say 10 to 20 programs over that were over nine days long. Um, so as an outdoor leader, that has been sort of my, the bread and butter of what I've done. Yeah. Uh, the longer sort of programs. Okay, cool. Um, and did you, how, like, how was it physically? Like, how did the girls mm. handle the challenge? How did you, how did the therapist handle the yeah. physical element of it? I think seemingly quite impressively. Yeah. Um, compared to other programs that I've done, the physical challenge wasn't um, super high. Mm-hmm. Um, like... The, the hiking was maybe about 8Ks a day and it was on sand and it was hard and we were carrying packs, but mm. they weren't as, as heavy as they have been before. Um, I still found it pretty hard because yeah. I haven't been in that, that sort of work for a little while. Um, I think I would say the therapists also found it hard, but yeah. it seemed to be um, just these huge wells of um, stamina yeah. as well, like being able to have those really intense emotional conversations. Maybe that almost helps to block out the, what, what's happening physically. Yeah, um, There's a huge distraction there of all the yeah. other stuff that's going on. Um, and the girls really took it in their stride. Yeah. Um, the first few days were pretty challenging. Um, yeah, definitely the hiking component was really challenging for some of them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I think those sort of challenges really fade um, into the background. Like, yeah. I'm sure if you had have asked me on day two or three of the program, I would have told you, everyone's really struggling physically <laughs> we're not gonna but, make it yeah <laughs> but right now at the end of the program looking back and reminiscing that's not the part that comes mm. out really strongly sure yeah would you say that you the other the other team members or the girls particularly are fit in quotes like um, <laughs> yeah yeah i i would think that everyone was of a pretty good fitness there was a couple of um, one girl in particular who really struggled, um, especially with anything uphill. So yeah. we climbed a really, really big sand sand hill. Yeah. Um, and I think she had some doubts about whether she should do, she could do that. Yeah. But um, but she did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess thinking about it, I've um coming home from the program and mm. when it really hit me I I hadn't been that physically tired in mm. a very long time if at all I was sure. I described as bone achingly <laughs> tired <laughs> just, I just want to be horizontal yeah now. 100% yeah. okay yeah. Um, and how did you feel so you said you went around Morton Island and like the Morton Bay region which is mm-hmm. in like the southeast Queensland mm-hmm. how did you feel like traversing that land and connecting with that area was it somewhere that felt special to you was it kind of like a, oh yeah here's another sand hill yeah it was stunningly beautiful okay um it really uh it really got to me in, in a couple of moments that landscape mm. i haven't done a lot of programs on the coast and there's something just so incredible about being surrounded by the ocean and being so close to the ocean whether yeah. you can hear it or smell it or swim in it um there's just something that's so refreshing and rejuvenating about yeah. it that I find that you just don't get on bush programs. Yeah. It's um, a crazy kind of energy to it, doesn't yeah, it? Like you absolutely. can use it to cleanse, you can use it to like freshen up. Yeah. yeah. And it was incredible going from the bay side, which is quite calm yeah. and beautiful and had heaps of dolphins to then go mm-hmm. to the surf side, which was quite windy and wild and, yeah. um, and you know, quite representative of probably what was happening 
Um, like within the group? Within the group as sure. well a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, I, I distinctly remember getting to the top of the big sand hills and it looks out over Morton Bay and there's a really, really long section of quite shallow water mm. and our sailing boats were moored there mm-hmm. and just feeling the this well of emotion come yeah. up because it was just so beautiful yeah um and i think like that beauty doubled with this huge sand hill this yeah. huge sort of obstacle that you've or challenge that you've just overcome um has the ability to just just really i guess get you in the heart <laughs> I, I felt like i yeah. just just wanted to walk away from everyone and look at how beautiful it was and cry because mm. it was just stunning. It was sublime. So you really had like a somatic experience to it. Yeah. It was like overwhelming. Yeah. And yeah. Would 100%. you say that within your life you usually have? Like, do you have that every second Tuesday? Or, is it like, or do you? Definitely not. Um, but I have had those sorts of experiences before yeah. in nature okay. of just being almost floored by mm. the awe and beauty of it. Um, and and just sort of it completely taking over your body in terms of your your body's reaction to how incredible it is mm. um, and how how that can bring up emotions. Yeah, yeah, so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So you've gone on this trek. You've hiked. You've sailed. Um, yeah, you've already kind of said how even as the landscape kind of changed, it almost changed with like the group dynamics. And so, so, and that journey you found to be physically like a challenge, but you kind of found that you just, everyone kind of rose to the challenge, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you felt your body had been like, yep, use that. Like you really <laughs> felt it kind of thing. But, and now, so with like the journey, the emotional journey based thing, what was that like? Um, just an absolute roller coaster. Yeah. Um, which I find every trip I do, yeah. um, both, I guess, personally and for a group. Um, and I think having done it for a while, you definitely see patterns emerge. Yeah. Um, so the emo- I guess the initial sort of emotional journey is very much just sort of surviving mm. um, and figuring out where everyone sits and how, what it's going to be like and where to am poop I going to be yeah. able to get through. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so then I always find on night three, um, it all somehow seems to fall apart and yeah. it happens every single time. Yeah. Every single time I forget that that's a normal process and I start now, is to that freak a out. Normal process for you or have you spoken to other leaders and it's the same thing? Yeah. I think it's the same. Like, um, definitely had a discussion with the therapists about the same thing, especially, um, the Andy who runs these programs saying similar things. Like you always have this sort of freak out moment on day three of why isn't it all working? Why, why is it all falling apart? Why do we do this? Um, and I used to have a friend who I led with and we would always refer to the night three cry, um, that every, every leader seemed to need. Um, and I guess, it's because you're putting so much effort into the first few days and it's not Mm. quite there yet. Um, And you have this huge stretch still sitting in front of you. It's like Um, daunting. Yeah. And classic human beings, like not, not believing that things will change, Mm. like thinking that that, that's going to be the permanent state. Um, And so it really takes a lot to trust that, or remember that it is going to change. These two shall pass. These two shall pass. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, yeah, I guess the, the middle section is really just about, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of that really cliche model of 
forming, norming, storming, oh, yeah. and performing. Yeah. yeah. So you like, you start to normal those processes and um, relationships start to deepen. Yeah. Um, and you become a lot more comfortable. But with that comfort, then little cracks start to emerge. Yeah. Or, um, little tensions within the relationships. And so um, is this something you observed within the group itself? But did it happen for you? Like, is mm, there, could you feel yourself starting to storm with mm, the other girls or those cracks? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I Can I you think, give me an example? Like yeah, so funnily enough, like on the last afternoon, so day nine, yeah. um, which is quite late, I think tensions were sort of starting to brew for multiple reasons. Like we arrived at our camp so like quite early in the day which always creates a little bit of unrest because it's a bit like, what do we do now? What are we going to do for the rest of the day? Plus it was the night before we were all going home. So there's Mm. that feeling of this, this whole experience is about to end. I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. There's a part of me that's really excited. There's a part of me that's really nervous and doesn't want it to end. Um, And so that was really brewing. Everyone was really tired by this point, which um, just heightens everything. Yeah. and I mean, the the whole, all of the group processes, like the cooking and the preparing of food and the cleaning and all that that needs to happen with teenagers is hard in itself. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that always creates a lot of tension. So we had to sit down with everyone and, and really just address how, how's everyone feeling and yeah. why are we potentially feeling this way? Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I almost felt, um, like a, a fr- frustration for sure, but a grief as well that this was happening. And, uh, and I felt like it wasn't meant to be happening at that time, sure. you know, like why couldn't this have happened three days earlier where we could have really properly and deeply addressed it. Okay. Um, and you know, this evening is, should be all about celebrating, but yep. nobody's in a good enough mood. Um, but of course that passed yeah, and it okay. was fine. Um, and in that moment, because as the leader, you kind of have set expectations about what your role is within the group. Yeah. Do you do you feel like you could be authentic and honest with the group, or do you mm. feel like there's only certain things that you can say because you're the adventure guide? Like, yeah. Can On you the- be like, you guys are pissing me off? Like, you yeah. know, were you able to kind of speak your truth? Because that was your life in that moment. Like, yeah. It's really interesting. Um, I think I've developed. A, a characteristic, I guess, in life. I'm, I'm not sure how positive this is, but um, in those moments, I often wear my heart on my sleeve. Okay. So I don't overtly say, hey, you guys are really pissing me off. Yeah. But it will often be very obvious that that's the case. Um, and, yeah, I, you know, that actually just called to mind another um, moment where I felt that the group was being quite selfish you know oh, yeah. there, was, there was one bag of salt and vinegar chips it had been the only bag of chips the whole time <laughs> and I really liked salt and vinegar chips yeah and just seeing how they um went about um not handing that out equally and yeah. that, that really triggered me and I think um the way I reacted was it was very obvious to everyone that I had been triggered and okay. I sort of had to remove myself uh-huh. and then within about two minutes you know a couple of girls come over. Yeah. Oh, would you like some of this brownie and caramel slice? We saved some for you. Okay. Like, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, without being really overt about it, those sort of, yeah, I, I make I make those, those things Because you're not particularly, obvious. like, overt about it in your home life, yeah. are you either? Correct. So it's, yeah. Yeah. So it's not like yeah. you're holding back then. It's just yeah. that you're not usually like, um, excuse me. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, just just really passively aggressively <laughs> get the message across well it seemed to work you got I'm working slice. on it okay i'm working <laughs> on it 
Okay, so you had like the storming, forming, norming thing, but mm-hmm. even some of it happened a little later than you kind of yeah. would have imagined. And yeah. then, I mean, you know, I guess that last night is so half of your brain is kind of like, oh, well, it's over, but then you're still trying to be really present. And yeah. then also you've been away from your home and your family yeah. for almost 10 days. Like, yeah. how did it feel then completing the journey? Yeah, I mean, a journey of this kind... Um, and, you know, with all its little nuances and events that happened, it was as a whole just this incredibly, I would say, successful, impactful, beautiful experience. Mm. Um, so that feeling at the end is just elation and, and but just intensely emotional elation, mm-hmm. I think, because you've you've finished this thing this Mm. huge huge thing this 10 day trip where you've become intensely connected with everybody on it yeah um and it's over and it was really hard so you're 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 elated because it's over and you got through it and you succeeded in that um that shared experience yeah shared almost challenging experience yeah but then it's also intensely emotional because there's a sadness to that ending as Mm. well um and yeah so i mean that feeling if you could bottle that up at the end you know as a as an instructor that's always like the thing that you're reminding yourself why you do the job when you're having a cry on night three yeah you it's all about i know i'm gonna get that incredible feeling at the end of yeah. this I know that that always comes yeah. and that's what, what I have to keep reminding myself of during all of the really hard parts of it and so that feeling at the end mm. literally for you makes the whole thing worthwhile yes and what, most, <laughs> like most of the time it's a okay. it's it's a constant um reflective question mm-hmm. that that I think any leader has to, any anyone sort of in this role has mm. to has to weigh up. Like, are all of those really tough moments worth it? Um, and for this program, one hundred percent, without okay. a doubt, yes. Wow. Um, but on other programs, sometimes it's not, and that's when you have to make those decisions okay. about maybe you don't want to do this role anymore, yeah. or you take a break from it, which I've definitely had to do before. Yeah, yeah. And when you say that feeling at the end, like it's, what does it feel like in your body? What what is it? Hmm. Um, for me, generally, there'll be an element of, um, I would say I feel in my throat because yeah. often, often there's a lot of mo- emotion just bubbling up just and, trying, and to trying to escape. come out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, and sometimes, you know, I'll be in, in a position to let a bit, a little bit of that come out yeah. and sometimes I won't. Um, so often, so on this occasion it was tears, it was crying and, yeah. and I, and you know, a huge percentage of those tears were, um, were happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I find most of the time when I'm crying, it's for a really positive reason. Yeah. It's because I'm really proud or, um, there's just so much love that I'm feeling. Um, and I guess that was a, a lot to do with this. Um, yeah, it's, it's almost like, I wonder if it's a bit like an adrenaline rush mm, because, that's what I was thinking, yeah, you know not long after that there'll be a big crash like as a well. lull. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. yeah so you keep you keep going on this buzz for a little bit and then yeah. as soon as that buzz ends 
your body, it's almost like you're coming down off something. Like when those balloons deflated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and they land on the ground. The helium's run out. Okay. <laughs> so it is that, just that intensity of emotion, yeah. I guess, that you get. Have you, do you feel like that anywhere else in your life? You get mm. such big... Mm. Or does it literally take you going away for ten days, hanging yeah. out with teenagers, yeah. and well, like, or or being a participant in something, okay, in, a, in something like that as wow. well? Yeah, um, I think I think like that length of time, and I think the longer you go, the more intense that feeling is. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, and what drew you to want to do that gig to begin with? Mm. Like what? Ooh. That's a great Because, I mean, question. you're removing yourself from your life, right? You're removing mm. yourself from 10 days. You're hanging out with people you only have just met. You're hanging out with 15-year-olds, which are notoriously hard. Yeah. You're hanging out with 15-year-old girls, which are notoriously hard. Yeah. And then you've also got that layer of trauma on top of that. Like, mm. why is that a perfect concoction for you to be like, sure, I'll just stop my life <laughs> at home and go hang out there? Um, a huge draw card uh, for this particular program mm was the size of the team involved mm-hmm. and the level of support. Um, so there was a team of like, you know, seven or eight adults by the end. Yeah. Um, so that's incredibly well supported. Um, I guess the reason that I'm drawn to this work, yeah. I mean, that's a really big question and I think yeah. something that I, I need to reflect on a little bit more to be able to articulate it. But what comes up for me at the moment is I think I have this core belief, yeah. let's say, yeah. that um, things that are really hard are the ones that are most worthwhile. Okay. Um, and I have, like, yeah, I mean, it's so cliche and sounds really... <laughs> wanky but this inherent desire to help people yeah okay. um and a really strong belief that nature is just hugely transformative and um such a powerful medium mm. for um people to be able to learn things about themselves um i'm really drawn to working with girls and women um because i'm just um very um I guess proud of being a woman and Mm. really um have a strong desire to empower and um and role model what it's what it is to be a really strong woman okay um is that something you felt that you were lacking when you were growing up like does this come because you yourself have like mm. you know like a childhood that you would identify as the same as theirs which really gives you this oomph to like want to help them or Mm. like almost the opposite i would almost say that i had um a pretty like an yeah an amazing childhood in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. um I think that there were there definitely I didn't have enough strong female role models for sure, but there was always this little flame within me that that really wanted one yeah. and and felt really um, like multiple times at school that things were really unjust the way that, oh. that boys and girls were treated. Yeah, um, and and being like really triggered by by boys at school and the way they talked and the yeah, way they, okay. yeah. Um, but not necessarily having like any really strong female role models. Um, yeah, this is, this is really making me think. Yeah. As well. <laughs> um, I think 
but having you know an incredible dad who was so strongly for female empowerment mm. um, and really built me up um mm. so yeah i just now have such a strong desire to to be that person or to help other young young women see that side um yeah so i'm really drawn to working with uh women and and helping people and in terms of the most most vulnerable people vulnerable people like this is sort of it mm. um yeah okay yeah <laughs> that's good i love how you make this face like that's all i got at yeah, the moment like I, I, I don't <laughs> totally not child. i think there's more but i haven't yet understood that yet so it's like how did i get here but i like that you genuinely seem to realize that i think there's more to understand why yeah. i'm doing it here but I, i'm yeah. pretty sure my intentions are still like on point so yeah. no i like that um i guess as well from this journey why like you said it is quite a lie for you because obviously you've only just come off it for um a couple of days um why why did you pick this is when i say a powerful journey in mm. nature what made you what what made you then think of this one mm. um I, th I think exactly for that reason you mentioned like it's still so alive within okay. my body and i'm still processing it yeah. and um um and i have a terrible memory so this one this is the memories of this one are sure. most fresh in my brain and when you say that you're still like integrating and you're still processing mm. it what mm. what does that even look like like why do you have to do that yeah it's it's been a really interesting few days for me in that regard um i felt like this is the toughest sort of integration back into real life i've huh. had after a program okay um i i didn't I wasn't really expecting it yeah. because I guess I've never had that before. Yeah. Um, and what I, are the challenges? Like, are there specific? Well, I hope this is an okay analogy to make. Yeah. This is the one that I've been thinking <laughs> one of. One way to find like, out. Yeah. Um, I guess it's a really small insight into what it might be like for someone in the military to come back home. Mm. So you've just been through this mm -hmm. incredibly intense experience. Mm. And then you come back to life as normal, which mm -hmm. in most cases hasn't changed yeah. at all since the last 10 days. Yeah. But after going through an experience like that, you've changed. Yeah. Like, there's no way that you haven't changed. Um, so it, what changed in you? Uh, in this I'm trip? not sure if I can tangibly oh. answer that right now. Okay. But, um, but I guess it's also like this really sudden um disconnection from all of these people that you've just had this intense experience with as well yeah and so i found that i was really just craving wanting to talk to people who had been on the experience wow. like i imagine people from the military yeah. just want to hang out with their mates because they're the only people who truly know what they went through or even that... like refugees or yeah. people who have come yeah. to a new place and you can to... only articulate your experience so much mm. um, but it's really hard to articulate the emotions that went with that the feelings yeah. that went th with that like it's only really the people who are on that journey who went through that um so trying to just slot back into your normal life a being incredibly exhausted yeah. physically but also emotionally mm -hmm. um and i found that like it, I almost felt like I had, there was a point where I had nothing more to give. I felt like I had just given everything that I possibly could. Yeah. And then I just needed time to rest and build that cup back up again. Yeah. Um, but obviously there's all these people around you who 
are excited to I see you. I want to play you with and, you. Yeah, 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 exactly right. Okay. Um, so identifying that, that there's a, the, yeah, there's a lot of diff- different needs at place there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's like it's a matter of trying to process everything that went on without being surrounded by the people who are also there. Yeah. And therefore it's just sort of that processing is just occurring internally. And yeah, really is that how you do it? Is it? Do you like journal? Do you talk about yeah, it? Is there? I um, I'm sort of recognizing now that I really want to sit down and and write something. Um, You're gonna write a story? <laughs> is that what's gonna happen? Probably just a secret letter. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but something like that needs to happen. I don't necessarily have a, a process that like that that I um naturally do. Okay. Uh, so yeah, what this has really highlighted is that. I am really desiring something that is going to help me process this better. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, one of the therapists on the program offered to, to help with that process as well. And we're catching up in a couple of days to debrief all of this sort of stuff, which mm. I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So at the moment is, I'm hearing this right. It's like, mm. there's this sense of almost like, like you say, you're a little bit empty. Like energy is a little bit low. You're kind of like, like, it's like that pause in between the breaths. Like, I just mm. need a second. Mm-hmm. But there is also this kind of, like, longing, like, mm. for that. I mean, because, you, like you say, that connection kind of got cut so mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. So there's this longing of, like, those people became a part of me for that yeah. period of time. Yeah. But then also trying to still play that old self of, like you say, you come home and it's like, you know, you want to be the daughter and the your partner yeah. and all that kind of stuff Definitely. again. And it's like... You haven't, it's like you're stuck between gears almost yeah. and you can't go from one to the other. 100%. And yeah. have you been on the other side of that when someone else has come home and... Yeah. Um... <clears throat> oh, that's a good question. Um, I probably have, but haven't been aware of it, okay. perhaps. Yeah. Um, n- nothing specifically comes to mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. But I'm I'm very grateful for feeling like this at the moment because I think it will make me a lot more aware of those moments when if they do happen in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and even like thinking of what the girls are going through, you know, oh, like yeah. you know, and you get to come home to a safe environment exactly. and they're just going back into that thing. Just just yeah. Yeah. So with that experience you then had like around that Morton Bay and that shared experience with the girls and the support crew. If you could say, if you could give gratitude to that experience, what mm. would you say to it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, um, I think like the biggest gratitude is just letting me be a part of it. Um, yeah, like I know that that experience would have happened regardless of whether I was there and it would have been amazing Mm. and incredible as well so just the fact that I was allowed to be there and Mm. allowed to sort of help help the process along the way um and I would say thank you for the weather Mm. like it was almost like in retrospect everything was perfect Mm. the weather was perfect and the girls were perfect and um yeah like once you get to the end product you realize that you wouldn't yeah you wouldn't have had it any other way despite those really shitty moments that happen along the way yeah 
you know, I'm grateful for those as well. Yeah. Yeah. And how, how do you feel like nature really enhanced the whole experience? Like you could have done it somewhere else, mm. right? Or, yeah. you know, like you could have gone to like a, like an army camp kind of thing and just yeah. like run around or, you know, you could have done like group circles, you know, mm. stationary. Like why, why do you think, what essence does nature bring to it? Mm. I think nature is this great leveler. It just puts everybody <laughs> on the same level. Yeah. So, um, and then that opens up this space where you can empathize so much better um, and feel so much more comfortable with everybody because yeah. even though you might be older and more experienced than me, I can see that you're sweating and I can see that you're dirty and that you smell as well. Yeah. Um, and that that you're probably finding this hill as hard as I am to yeah. climb. Um, yeah, there's, there's something just so peaceful about it as well. Like I, I just even think about sitting in a circle on the ground chatting. Yeah. Just the fact that you can pick up a stick and start cracking a stick and breaking it up if you want to. Yeah. And that that can be such a way to, to calm whatever's happening. Sure. Um, you can start to make a tunnel in the sand and build up a sandcastle while we're having an intense discussion around, you know, intergenerational trauma and what your parents have done and what, and what happened to your parents. Yeah. And that, um, and that this is like little distraction of building a tunnel is actually making the com whole process and conversation so much more yeah. comfortable for you. Um, and then just the magic of a fire yeah, and sitting around sure. a fire and it being nighttime and humans sort of entering, I think, a different mindset yeah. whenever nighttime falls than having this huge sort of magnetic, beautiful, um, transfixing fire in the middle that yeah. is somehow magical and yeah. and hypnotic and allows things to flow so much more. Yeah. I love it. So it sounds like you don't even like, it's not that like nature like helps you and it enables you to be able to do these things. It genuinely sounds like it kind of inspires you like yeah. with all its little elements. It just is everything. You have everything you need to not only be set, be, get that survival met, but to be like, yeah. wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And I don't know the science behind it, but it's just so relaxing. Yeah. Like sleeping in a tent and <laughs> And just the simplicity of, yeah, only having what you absolutely need, not yeah. having anything extra or distracting or yeah. um, I think it just causes your body to relax so much more. Yeah. Mm. And do you feel like you have a balance between, you know, that rejuvenating nature time and that, you know, suburbia living or that, you know, travelling? Do you feel like you um, – because I spoke to Emily before and it was like she knew how good she felt when she was out in nature but yet mm. she didn't seem to prioritise as much mm. as, like, she really wanted to. So mm -hmm. it was – do you feel like you do that for yourself? Yeah, that's a good question. I feel like I am in nature a lot, mm -hmm. which um, I think subliminally or subconsciously or whatever it is, it has such an incredible effect. Mm -hmm. um, but potentially I don't use it to the best of its potential. Um, I think I could do it more. Okay, yeah. why don't you think you use it? To its um, optimal. I wonder if it's because it's been such a huge part of my working life. Oh. That, so when I come back from a big journey like that, yeah. Um, I just want to 
be indoors and yeah. be warm and cozy and, yeah. and have all the creature comforts. Um, and then I know this intense nature experience will come around again in yeah. the next program that I do. So, but even though sometimes you're in nature, you're not really being super present because sometimes yeah. you're in an instructor role or you have some other responsibilities, yeah, I guess. So absolutely. it's like you're there, but you're not there. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you could incorporate it more into your personal life. Definitely. You a little bit 100%. More. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a good awareness. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Note to self. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, that was so interesting to hear. Yeah, like I was saying, I love like the logistic side and how it meets with the emotional side and mm-hmm. yeah, the popping out of that environment and how much it takes to do it and all that kind of stuff. So I guess from here, uh, if people want to continue kind of their journey with you or to see anything more about you, is there any way they can follow you or hear <laughs> about you or or um, you're incognito when you're not at work? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, like I don't really have much of a presence i guess on mm. social media um and, and that's quite a conscious decision yeah um just look me up on <laughs> like in the yellow pages LinkedIn, maybe <laughs> yeah. i have a linkedin profile that exists okay yeah well i just imagine if you've inspired people or if they connect with what you do yeah it's just yeah. i mean it's so nice the internet can do that but at the same time it's like sometimes we just want to go live in the woods don't yeah. we I just, yeah yeah Look, I live in northern New South Wales. Um, I'm learning more and more that that's actually a tiny community to live in and everyone is so interconnected. (laughs) So So just start um, yelling your name when you get to northern New South Wales. Exactly right. You'll find me somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Probably at the beach, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much in sharing that. Um, And of course, if you want to be inspired or hear any more adventures or see any more adventures that are coming up um, around northern New South Wales, you can always go to our website, which is journeyoutdoorsinnature.com.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram. Until then, uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. So professional. Is it? I didn't.